The fourth Sunday of Easter every year, we read from John 10, the Good Shepherd narrative, but uh, in cycle A, which we are in, of course, we hear the first part of this, uh, Jesus saying he is the sheep gate. Uh, This image of shepherd we might be familiar with, the image of sheep gate is completely foreign maybe to us unless we've had some study uh, or have had some experience of um, shepherds in other parts of the world. Shepherds were uh, in the ancient world and even in Bedouin societies and in uh, Arab societies even yet today are looked down upon because they tend to begin to smell like the sheep. And in case you want to know what a sheep smells like, just imagine uh, grass and manure. Not a really pleasant uh, sense. But also in the arid parts of uh, the Middle East, where uh, Jesus, of course, was from, the sheep would need to be led from pasture to pasture to pasture. Because they they would eat so voraciously, they, they would clean out the pasture, the green grass, before it would spring up again. And so a shepherd would have to lead from pasture to pasture. Now in modern society, we have nice uh, uh, herd dogs that lead from the back, and the shepherds usually lead from the back. If you go to Ireland, the shepherds actually are often found in the middle of the the sheep. In fact, I think that's the image uh, Pope Francis is thinking of when he tells us as pastors we need to smell like the sheep, that we're so surrounded by the sheep that we begin to take on that smell. But in Bedouin societies even yet, but in Jesus' day, that's not how a shepherd led. A shepherd led by being in the front. Not that the sheep could see the shepherd. And that's why Jesus uses this particular word here, that they hear and recognize his voice. They recognize his sound. See, a shepherd would lead his sheep by talking to them, by whistling, maybe singing. And the sheep would just simply listen to the sound of the shepherd. They couldn't, uh, because of how they were eating, they couldn't see, they, they, it would be dangerous to keep one eye, one eye out on the shepherd and one eye on the grass and one eye on the wolf, one eye on the, the robber, one eye on the hireling. So they would simply eat and listen. They would do the task that God had created them to be about and just listen to the shepherd and follow. The shepherd would lead them everywhere and they would just simply follow him. And because of the the hands-on experience, because of the loneliness, sheep gates were set up in uh, enclosures that were sometimes uh, enclosed by by thorns or sometimes fences. And the shepherd would bring his sheep in and he would pay the the gatekeeper a certain portion for keeping the sheep overnight so that he could go rest, get something to eat, drink, socialize, to just be human for a little bit without the sheep. But it wasn't just one herd that was allowed in the sheep gate at once, but many herds, many flock. I should say. How would you separate the flock in the morning? You didn't have to worry about it because the sheep knew the shepherd's voice. So the shepherd would just go to the gate, he'd pay the gatekeeper, and he would start talking again. 
The sheep that were not his would run in terror. The sheep that were his would follow, and he would lead them, lead them to green pastures. Isn't that a beautiful image for what our Lord does for us? Oh, so often we think we, if we just see him, so often we might even, uh, might even knowing that we can't see him with our eyes, we see him with our, the eyes of our hearts, of course, but uh, sometimes when we, we say, well, we can't see him, then if I could, we could just hear his, his voice speaking to us, well, that's a little bit better. But sometimes he speaks in other ways. His sound is a little different. So we need to learn to listen to the voice of the shepherd. To learn what that voice sounds like. And I am convinced it sounds different for each of us. Because Jesus Christ has a personal relationship with each of us. He wants to have that personal relationship to each of us. So we need to learn to listen. And that causes us to need silence. Quiet. See, that's a beautiful thing. That aside from the voice of the shepherd and the bleeding of the sheep, when the shepherd and the sheep were together, there was not too much other sound but the sound of nature, the sound of silence. Jesus Christ is telling us we need to learn to listen to his voice, to follow him. Sometimes following him is easy. Following him in the green grass, when the grass is green and the the river is flowing, is very, very simple, isn't it? But in some times, some days, such as these last few months, I've been saying it's like March 55th or something like that. But in these last days, we know that the Lord is still talking to us, still calling us. And if we really understand who the Lord is in our life, as we hear in Psalm 23, in our psalm response that we had tonight, that the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. If we really understand that, we know we do not have to fear even when nature itself rebels. Because that shall not want is just not that he gives me my food. It's I have everything I need. In fact, the word for want that is translated is shalom, peace, where all works together for good. Even though there's thieves and robbers, as we hear in today's gospel, even though in, in the, the next parts of the, this passage we hear of wolves and hirelings who run away in the, at the sight of the wolf because it's not their flock, even though we have nature itself rebelling against us, if we have the Lord as our shepherd, We have peace that reigns in our hearts. The voice of the shepherd speaking to us in the depth of our heart. If we only have the ears to listen, 